It's the 30th of March, listening to the Beaver Nation podcast. We are, once again, hosting it. You know, I don't know who else hosts it, but it's about time. Who, who are we? Great intro. <laughs> who are we? To... Well, I'm Benji. I'm Benji. I'm the host of this godforsaken podcast. I'm joined by, as always, James. Hello. How's it going, James? How are you doing on this very warm, very warm day in England? Well, yeah, that, that's that's the word. I'm pretty warm. I've got two t-shirts on actually, which you know why is a mistake because I was. I was why big... have you got two t-shirts on? Well, one of them's more of a vest, so it was like, a, you know, it was like an early. I was quite warm, so I had the vest on, but then I came in. It was a bit cooler, but now I'm a bit warmer again. You know, there's always decision to make. Okay. Okay, I I don't quite understand your thought process, but I'll I'll, I'll ride with it. And then we're, I'm also joined by a man who I know for a fact is not wearing a vest, Dan. No, and you might wonder how he knows I'm not wearing a vest. The answer is he's sitting right next to me. I'm not. I'm not actually. Yeah. Hopefully, I don't think any anyone would go that close to you. Dan. Hopefully, it won't be no. long before we can start doing these in person again. Hopefully, I mean, thing is right. Once we, once we start doing these personally again, you know, once the time finally comes, it won't be long until the season is over, and then by the time next season starts, we'll all be in different areas of the country. So, yeah, maybe we we get the chance for one or two uh, summer episodes. So, I look yeah. forward to those. Hopefully, hopefully they'll they'll flow a little bit better. I know it's a bit difficult to sort of um, we kind of keep inter- interrupting each other over the voice chat. Um, but you know we're doing our best we're doing our best uh who else was doing their best it was the basketball team <laughs> the basketball teams that's, that's, smooth. The <laughs> that's smooth that's very smooth thank you thank you we had i think nine games in total over the weekend uh, and we'll kick straight off with dan dan you watched uh, one of these games why don't you tell us who it was who won and uh, how it went down the Plymouth Sharks versus the Sheffield Raiders. Now, this game finished eighty-nine to the Plymouth, Raid, Plymouth Raiders. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm get. I got confused. But yeah. Yeah. No. You, you can. You. You confuse yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I tried to do it again. I was like, wait, that's the actual name, the Plymouth Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Plymouth Raiders won 89-74. Um. And it. Why was... did they win? Um, because basically, uh, McGill, that's my whole analysis. I'll hand back. Come on, Dan. You got a, you got a little bit more than that. Okay. So, yes, I lots. Okay. So, uh, I think, well, as you can see by the, uh, the quarter scores, the game was most definitely won in the third and fourth quarter. And, um... Well, I don't know what to say about it, other than uh, the Sharks just missed a bunch, and then they also left uh, some of the Raiders' players open. If you look at players like uh, Neighbor and Marcel, five for seven from three, three, three for five, three respectively, and uh, yeah, Sharks didn't do themselves a lot of favors, just leaving them wide open. You know how good uh, Marcel and Neighbor are at those, uh, mm-hmm. those threes, and um, yeah, uh, Raiders very good. Defensively, particularly in the second half, uh, the um, well, Sheffield got 20 to, 22 and 20 points 
their first quarters. Dan, Dan, I, I don't. I, sorry to have to interrupt you, but could you, could you, could you, could you please just move your microphone away from your face? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's popping so much. Please, for the benefit, not even for the benefit of me, but for the benefit of our listeners. I do. Okay. Um, yeah, they deserve a break. <laughs> I don't know what to say. I apologize. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah. Is that better? Yeah, it's much better. Okay. So, Plymouth stepped up their defense, restricting the Sharks 13 points in the third, 19 in the fourth. So, they were, they were just quicker on the double team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were just a bit more crisp and sharp. And who were they double teaming? Uh, the three shooters who were. Let me just look. Oh, Hemsey was four for four. That's pretty good. People like Tucker's Mike Tuck, two for two. They were double teaming him in the corner, uh, and they were good. And as well, eBay. You got to mention eBay. What a man on defense. Although Sharks were quite brave, as was pointed out, in attacking the rim. Sorry, am I doing it again? Yes. It's like every time I ask you, you move further away. And then, and then as, as you're speaking, you slowly move it close. I do it without thinking. Okay, yeah. So Sharks are very brave in attacking uh, eBay. And mm-hmm. um, how, how, how successful was that? Well, they were 52% from two. So uh, not bad. Uh, eBay got only one block. But technically, it was two because... Uh, he got fouled, or he fouled when it was clean. So technically, he got two blocks. Um, I have to, I have to, in terms of individual players, as you can see, McGill continuing his excellent run of form with twenty-one mm-hmm. points. Um, he's just, he's just a good player. Okay, he he runs into those channels. Very technical word there, off the pick and the roll. And he, you know, he's a very accurate shooter, as you can see from. Uh, he was eight. Wait, seven for eleven from two. He just goes round, goes round the screen. Very hard to guard. Was up to two. Very effective. And uh, yeah, he seems to have taken. Oh well, well he hasn't taken LVC Douches, but I think they've got different roles. Um, Dusha only got four points. They both had six assists, but Dusha. I don't know. I mean, he's he's one who takes the ball over the the, the middle line thing. Oh, cool. Of course. And um, I don't I don't know what. Well, it just seems like a bit of a. Well, it didn't seem like a very hard job to do. So. Ask. <sighs> oh, Dan! I like to see you do it. I would love to see Dan do that. I do it very well. He doesn't, he doesn't uh, even know what called. <laughs> Why do you call him Amputee Dan? You're Captain like... Hook. He's only got one arm. Okay, that's... Has he? Okay. This is a new Wait. development. Yeah. But Dan, I do, uh... want to, I do want to ask you about someone I see on the Sharks. Uh, Rutinho, Um Someone who's been, been popping up a lot more recently. Uh, having some... Uh, like McGill, having a good run of form. Um, 17 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists in this game. What can you tell me about how he played? Um, you scan my notes. Uh, and remember to well. remember to move away from your microphone. It's going to be a re- recurring theme. Me going close to my mic. Uh, he's just well, he's just at the center of everything the sharks do. His name just pops up a bunch because he has the ball a lot, and sharks always make sure that he touches it. It's for good luck. 
and um, yeah, they make sure they they make sure he gets a touch before they uh, before they do anything. Yeah, he's just a very very like charm. Yeah, he can shoot the three. Uh, hopefully, he did well there. Three for six. That's pretty good. And, pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Yeah, and three for three from two. So you know he can do a lot, and he's just this is a solid Portuguese player. You know. Mm-hmm. I hope he's Portuguese. I mean, you didn't have to add in the fact that he may or may not be Portuguese. <laughs> I'm not sure, <laughs> especially if you you aren't. <laughs> Solid Portuguese. I don't actually know if he's Portuguese. No, you might be Brazilian. He could be. Yeah. So why going off the name there? Should we should we look it up? You know, we have the power on the internet. I'm going to quickly type yeah, this but, in. So, Jordan so while um, Banner's looking up, that, Dan, you said that you said that Sheffield sort of missed a lot in the third and fourth quarters, and that's why they why they lost. Is that was that because of the the Raiders' defense, or did they just you know they just weren't hitting their shots down the stretch? No, the Raiders. Um, well, some people could argue they've got the best defense in the league, and I think this this game certainly uh, illustrated that. As I was saying, very quick to close down. Very little uncontested shots anywhere. Uh, I wish mm-hmm. there was a stat that said uncontested shots. Raiders would definitely be leading the league in those. So I definitely put that down to Raiders defense. I'm not sure how good sharks are. They've, uh... Yeah, it's hard to gauge them, isn't it, this season? I'm not sure if Benji has any stats on his Twitter for that. I don't think he did. It got the thing is right with the stats. It got so exhausting trying to track them because I had to go into every single game and write down all the stats. So, basically, unfortunately, I've had to I've had to stop doing that. And Benji's lazy. And so, <laughs> Dan, if you want harsh words, if you want, there's hurtful words, Dan. I'm just saying, if you want stats, I mean, it means it means absolutely nothing coming from Dan, who is the laziest person I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you're saying about you're saying about the sharks being being sort of tough to gauge. They are currently eleven and eleven. So you know we talk about the sharks being the uh, perpetual mid-table team. Well, they're exactly five hundred right now. So really uh, embodying that role that they've taken uh, in the league. Five hundred. Yeah, like a point five hundred win rate. Essentially. Yeah, that's Um, what that means. I see. Oh. Yeah, so uh, if I could add one more thing, not about this okay. game, or just in general, as the commentators were saying, if you watch the game and any game without a crowd, you'll notice the moans. What? <laughs> I mean, like the, the shouts. The yeah, crowd. that sounds that sounds <laughs> more like it. <laughs> you didn't have to word it like. That. Um. Yeah, the okay. commentators. The commentators were missing uh, how much an empty crowd, as in the uh, players choosing to do that, is, uh, it's like it's amplified because the refs hear it more. And even if the refs don't think that uh, he's he's moaned, I'll I'll give a foul. You know, yeah, and we'll, we will we'll get on to so we'll get on to that some more in uh, the Lions Eagles game. But that's uh, that's flat. Oh yeah. I'm going to just give us a good transition. I'm going to take over for Benji's job. And moving on to the... oh, no, 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 no. Hold on one second. I got, I got a couple of things actually. First of all, Dan, you spoke about the empty crowd. Um, I'm becoming more and more convinced that each team hires someone to count down the shot clock. 
Yeah. Because it always, because I, I was watching him the other day and uh, it seemed like it was always this one voice. It was this, this woman's voice that you couldn't hear uh, yeah. at any other time just when the shot clock was like yeah. at six seconds. So I'm now convinced that I've bought into your conspiracy. Yeah. Let's watch the same game. Sometimes I, well, sometimes I've seen them be wrong though, unless they're doing it on purpose for the other team. But like, it's like three seconds left. Yeah. You have twelve oh, seconds. <laughs> Good game show. Four <laughs> seconds remaining. <laughs> I like that. That should uh, keep, keep an eye out for that. Maybe uh, you know, if any teams are listening to this, maybe hire hire us, hire, hire us hire to be on the game show. <laughs> no, hire a, a real score uh, timekeeper who shouts out the real clock, Surely and then hire it. a fake one. <laughs> no, no, because no, you've got so you've got two different voices. Your team knows which one is the real one, which one to ignore, but the oh. other team doesn't. Yes, you look, except I mean, except the uh, the one that, the one that's wrong has to sound like some kind of like pantomime, like gangster villain figure, like. <laughs> You got well, twelve seconds. Don't don't worry. Oh, okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Don't worry about, about it. it. You're all right. <laughs> I've never I've never seen a pantomime where the villains like yeah, pantomime. <laughs> pantomime was more of a uh, an adjective. How many times say. have you seen a pantomime? <laughs> <laughs> He's behind <laughs> you. He's be- Behind you. He's behind you. <laughs> All right. Uh, wow. I can't remember what we're talking about. And, well, I'll just move on. Uh, to, to wrap that game up, the Raiders currently sitting in third place, 13 and 8. Uh, fourth place is the Phoenix. In fifth place is the Lions. Wow. 11 and 7. How the mighty have fallen. Uh, they do have a lot of games in hand, as we feel. I feel like I have to say that every single week, because it's always true. When are they going to make up these games? Never. It's still like four games off everyone else, but still, fifth place is not it's not where you want to be if you're a Lions fan. Uh, but yeah, that's where the Raiders are sitting pretty in third place at the moment. Uh, then we're going to move on to Banner. You watched this game, Newcastle versus London. I was going to say top of the table clash, but it's not really no. anymore. Uh, tell me who won this one and how it was, how it went down. Well, I uh, first I'm going to disclosed that I didn't watch this full game. I only watched certain segments of it. But um from what I saw, okay, first of all, obviously Newcastle won. Uh 109 to 95. It's a high scoring game. Um I think a lot of the players on Newcastle played quite well. If you think if you think about their key players, you'd think maybe Fletcher and Edwards are the two is the one two punch and then you've got the supporting cast Maybe Gordon as that third, as that third sort of scorer, and then from then on, it's more of a, uh, a versatile bunch. But yeah, Louis Sayers played very well. I'd like to point out, twenty-four points, six rebounds, very pleasing to see. Fletcher, classic Fletcher, right from the start, twenty-six points and fourteen assists. It's you know. Every time I'm like, oh yeah, but is this guy gonna go, you know, beat him for MVP, do better than him in this in the league this season? You know, he's like, you know, not having it. Um, I think the real issue, the real thing we need to talk about is the first quarter ejection of DeAndre Liggins. 
Um, oh, I think we need, to sh- we need to find a nickname for Jandre Diggins because uh, his name is too long. Legends, legends. The the, le- the legend. <laughs> the man of myth. I, I feel legends. like that's a bit that's that's pretty that's pretty high praise though. Yeah. Well, legend. you know, maybe he deserves it, but uh, certainly not this game maybe. because. Uh, about about a minute, I want to say before the end of the uh, the first quarter, um, which admittedly the Lions had been losing quite heavily. They ended the first quarter by down by nineteen points, having only scored seventeen. So, you know, rock bottom basically at the start of the, f- the first quarter. Well, end of first quarter, but um, yeah, he got ejected after Ali Hodgic got fouled, and he made a kind of outburst. Sort of, I I want to say it was it was directed at the ref because he sort of turned around to the ref and he was quite close to him, so the ref was not having that. But then, interesting, interestingly, about two seconds later, he got a technical again. So the double tech obviously removes you from the game. So re- removed from the game before the end of the first quarter. And uh, on the stream, it was quite hard to uh, quite hard to gauge um, what exactly what exactly had happened because I didn't actually see. You know, you could you could see the first incident, but the second incident, you know, I don't think even he knew about it because he was walking away. Maybe he was, maybe he was talking more, but uh, apparently got another tech and had to leave. Yeah, kicked him out. Would you have had it? Yeah. Would you have had that? Well, if I was Liggins or if I was Lions. If you were the ref, who was? Oh. One of Pete Unsworth, Jay Bow, or Team Muddy Man. One of them. I don't know which one. Ginger was giving us some excellent analysis on the ref's feelings earlier, if you want to elaborate on that. Yeah, okay, Dan. Dan, like like one of those uh, those uh, Match of the Magazine sort of things, put yourself in the position of the ref, mm. in the head of the ref right now. Yeah. What would... If this happened to you, Liggins... Ali Hodgson gets fouled, Liggins turns around to you and, you know, says, like, I don't know, you're blind ref or something like that. I don't know. That's probably what he sounds um, like. Wait, wait, so wait. So he thought it was a foul, but it wasn't. The foul wasn't given. Well, I'm not sure. I think it was a fr- kind of more of an area of frustrations because it was definitely a foul. And I think they gave the foul. Uh, but uh, yeah, bizarre. What, what did he want him to do then? Do you want him to send him off? See, this is the thing. Like, card? this is the thing, you know. <laughs> Show him the red. You think he should have shown him the red? Yeah, I mean, if you're questioning about what I would do if I was the ref, I don't know. But what would you do if no, no. Okay, but what do you do if Liggins now yells at you? What, me? Yeah. Sitting at home? No, that's the ref. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I give him a take. Well, it depends what he says, because he got two teeth. Must have called him like a mm. like a goober or something. Okay, no, no, Dan, 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 come on, come on. This is a child-friendly so, podcast. You're gonna have to sense that, don't you? But the thing is, though, Biggins played for like over nine minutes. He's still got zero points. So I think the ref was doing lines a favour by sending him off. He was saying, <laughs> so he gave him a technical, and then went, "Actually, yo, you played so poorly. <laughs> Get off." <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if refs could do that. Like, if you're having a bad game, they can send you off. <laughs> it's like in a in New Star Soccer when <laughs> you're playing so poorly. <laughs> no, absolutely no one will understand because <laughs> no one plays New Star Soccer. 
I'm sure there must be people who play new. Yeah, I mean there must be, but like not. But not I reckon new stuff like just can just play on his old like iPhone that like and just not know how to get another app. He just has new star software and just has played like three thirty years on it. Who? Your dad. My dad. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. in particular. <laughs> right, so Banner, anyway, this is getting a bit convoluted. Yeah, do you think the loss of Liggins uh, hindered them this game? It's it's really hard to say because this is you know obviously he had not played well up to then and uh, mm-hmm. and he was a big that was a big reason that the Lions were so far behind and especially yeah. considering they played all right the rest of the game you know they out, they almost well they outscored the Lions the Newcastle the Eagles the Newcastle <laughs> they outscored the Newcastle. <laughs> with the rest of the game. So, uh, you know, it's hard to say whether or not he would have made an impact, but, like, you can't discount the legend, as we're calling him now. I, do, I feel like there's, there's got to be a better nickname out there, right? Yeah, the well, 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 we'll get in the lab and we'll work on it. Yeah, I think we're on. Okay, okay. Um, right, yeah, so... Hard to, hard yeah, where, where else was this game? What else won this game? Yeah, for the Eagles. Ramon Fletcher. You know I love some discourse about my boy, Ramon Fletcher, my pick for MVP. But, but, I know he's your pick for MVP, but he's he's got a... <laughs> i gotta, I got to interrupt you there, because he's got a homie on the same team, plays the same position. Well, sometimes. Cortez Edwards, and mm. plays... In that same caliber, I want to say he's 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 at the same sort of tier this season, and in particular yeah. this game. Uh, you don't hear it often, but this was a BBL triple double for Cortez Edwards. I know. I was just about to mention that, and that is rare. We maybe see you know three or four of those a season. So um, wait, hold the phone. Yeah, this isn't. I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure Benji or Bannett will point out Cortez Edwards and Ramon Fletcher between them. Oh, that's assists. Oh, I thought I was looking at rebounds. Uh, oh, <laughs> Cortez Edwards got 14 rebounds anyway. Uh, yeah, that is. I mean, Banner, do you want to say your thing? You say, do you want to say your thing? You say every single podcast. What do I say every single podcast, Benji? Uh, you say that Cortez Edwards is the best rebounding guard in the lead. I think. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm going to say that Cortez Edwards is the best rebounding guard in the league, and in fact. If you were to give me just a moment to look up the league leaders in that, you would find out. <laughs> you would find out through me that he averages seven point eight a game. That's a lot. That is above. That is above Worcester Wolf center, six eleven, Mike Parks Jr. Boogie, Boogie Parks. Yeah. Whenever I watch Cortez Edwards, they never like contested rebounds. I just feel like every time he just manages to be in the right place to. Like, I mean that's that's a, that's a skill that, in and of itself though. The thing yeah, is, Dan. You know, also, Joe, you want to continue, Benji? I'll, no, I'll no, it's all right. It's, it's all right. I, I made. He also point. he plays in different ways to the kind of big big men rebounders because he's got to sort of get in between the lines of spring when he's got his chances. He's got to sort of steal them almost, if that makes sense, rather than sort mm. of body block it. Although, admittedly, in this game, 11 of them were defensive. So, um, you know. Well, it counts. 
or re highlight reel. Or the rebounding highlight reel. Yeah. But yeah. I think that what's interesting coming out of this game is uh, mostly that I think it's now pretty certain and that riders will be leading the championship unless something goes wait, how many games are left before I make so, any, you know crazy brash, statements? Any brass assumptions. But hold on a second. Hot off the press. I believe the riders have just lost to the Flyers. They just got beat eighty to fifty four. Wow. That is something. Right, well, Wolves sure are gonna win then. I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> pretty sure it's fifty nine fifty one to the Flyers. Was like six minutes left, so that was a they turned on the style there in the last sort of like uh, six minutes. But yeah, so so what does that mean for the BBL table? Well, the right so it's it's a bit difficult because all of the teams have different number of games left. Um, thirty games obviously for each team. Ride is currently on twenty three games. So they've won nineteen. They got thirty eight points. Behind them, Eagles have played twenty two games, and they have. 14 wins, that's 28 points. So, I'm trying to figure out if they're the closest. I think so. So, the closest that anyone is, is they're a minimum of four wins behind. So, if the riders... Oh, this is confusing. (laughs) I think if the riders win four of their next... If they win four of the last seven games, I think they've won the title. Sad day for British basketball. So. That would be. It's not. You think so, Dan? Sad day. I think it'd be a beautiful day. It's you know defense with championships. And I think now would be a good time to check in on the predictions that we made at the start of the ah, season. Yeah. I haven't actually looked at these in a while. Well, I've looked at these because I forgot. <laughs> I'm interested. To see. Wait, I want to know who I picked for MVP as well. Did I pick quarters? No way. Okay, so none of us actually had the riders at the top of the table. We yeah. all... Oh, no, so Dan had the Eagles, and then me and Banner oh. both had the Lions. Ooh. Yeah. Lions, Lions were looking like that super team at the start. And, okay, no, actually, never mind. They could go up to second. Yeah, they could go up to second, but it's not looking likely. They're not on a good run of form right now either. But uh, what's interesting is that Dan had the equal Dan had the Phoenix, sorry, tenth, and then Banner, me and you had the Phoenix eleventh. Phoenix currently sitting in fourth position right now. So while we while we have the predictions, can I just ask what I put where I put the rocks? I think you're right. I think you're right to ask that, Dan. Dan, you put the rocks in last position as a joke. I think yeah. <laughs> you put them in last position as a joke. It's more. It's a, more as this. The man's scary. a prophet. That is scarily accurate. For you me. caused this. <laughs> I apologise, Rocks fans. Done this to you. He's not uh, sorry. Speaking of, I can tell speaking you that. Of the rocks, rocks speaking of the Rocks, they are currently 4-17. and 17. I believe that it is extremely... It's still mathematically possible, but it's extremely unlikely that they make the playoffs. They're just... It's, it's a lot of ground to make up for the Rocks. But... Banner, is that all you have to say on the Eagles Lions game? Obviously, very good win for the Eagles as they continue. Yep. The great season that they're having. Not as good as they might have hoped. Maybe they would have hoped to either be in that first spot or at least 
within touching distance. But so is that what you've got? Yeah, to say? I think they'd be disappointed to have this much of a gap between them and the riders. But uh, I guess sure. eyes are on the playoffs now for both these teams, Lions and Eagles. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you can't just you can't just be happy with uh, with one of the you know, the four for uh, accolades on offer in the BBL. you got to try and go for all four, baby. But that are all the games that we watched. Oh, those are all the games that we watched. Sorry, I can't speak. going to quickly run you through all the other games that happened this weekend. On Friday, we had the Wolves versus the Flyers. Flyers beating the Wolves 82 to 62. I know Dan wasn't happy about that one. He started punching walls. He punched his, com- he punched his computer. Yeah, that computer's expensive. Very yeah. sad, very sad. You had the Rocks beating the Giants. Whew. It was a it was a weekend of upsets. I mean, the Giants aren't looking too hot either. I'll, I'll be totally honest with you. Um, currently sitting at second to last, you know, quite a way off the pace at the moment. It's, uh, it's not looking great for Giants fans. I think they're quite optimistic coming into this season. But, you know, they've lost a lot of players. They've had a lot of injuries and... Uh, just hasn't quite worked out the way that they they wanted this season to go, no doubt. Uh, we had the Raiders versus the Sharks, which we've already talked about. Flyers versus Riders. Riders win that one, 76-62. to 62. Had the Wolves upsetting the Lions, 84-72. to 72. Dan, I know you desperately wanted to talk about that game, but I said I said no. I said we yeah. talked about too many Wolves games. You can't watch that one. Um, so we've talked about a Wolves game for the past, I don't know, eight weeks maybe. So I thought, you know, we need some sort of, we need a, a Wolves-free episode. So, um, yeah. very happy. Mm-hmm. We had the Scorchers being out of the Rocks, ninety-nine to eighty-three. Eagles beating the Phoenix, one hundred three to eighty-seven. Uh, Raiders beating the Giants, one hundred one to eighty. And then, um, I think those were all pretty. Uh, Pretty expected, pretty self-explanatory. And then just uh, about probably 10, 15 minutes ago, the Flyers being the Riders 80 to 54. So all this stuff we've said about the Riders being top of the table under, you know, just uh, the juggernauts of the BBL, maybe. It's starting to show that they're human, potentially. I mean, they are still quite a far... Um, they still have quite a sizable lead over the competition. Um, at least 10 points up on any anyone else. But, you know, maybe Riders. signs of life there for, for the field. Riders got seven points in the last quarter. So, That's rough. Uh, rough stuff. Impressive. Yeah. I think I would say, well, I would say Flyers are making a, a, like a last-ditch push, push for the playoffs, but uh, I'm not sure Surrey are going to catch them, actually. So um, I think they're safe. Yeah. Well, that is the basketball part of this podcast over. Um, we don't have a special segment for you this week, but we are going to resurrect a, a phoenix from the ashes. We're going to do Whelm of the Week. Now, what Whelm of the Week is, uh, you know, you, sometimes you're overwhelmed by something, sometimes you're underwhelmed by something, and sometimes you're just whelmed by something. So, James, you want to tell me what your Whelm of the Week was for this week? No, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Ah, okay. hmm? What? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you. You're not tech? Come on. <laughs> this is the segment. <laughs> just not well, I cannot tell you because I haven't got one yet. Okay, well. Uh, well, you should have come up with one. Okay, Dan, what is your okay. Whelm of the Week? Fortunately. Okay. 
So I I started having Weetabix for uh, breakfast recently. Because, uh, I've been trying to improve my five k time, and um, I had to I had to ditch the uh, chocolate shreddies in the morning. And, big, uh, loss. <laughs> big loss. And uh, I've been I've been whelmed at the taste, you know. Uh, Put a bit of honey on it. No, it's it's not honey. Yeah, Ooh. it's the classic of Weetabix. <laughs> hold on, hold on. So do you go do you go warm milk or cold milk? <laughs> Uh, warm milk is disgusting, man. <laughs> Depends what you're doing with it. Because warm milk can change it. Kidding me? With warm milk, you can do the mashing. You can mash up Weebies with warm milk. What? Oh, oh my god! No, 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 no. What you do is you take the you take the Weetabix, you put a bit of sugar on there. Well, actually, no. You put the you put warm milk on and then sugar, and the sugar like dissolves over the top. It's delicious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Honey has. Yeah, sugar. yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah, I know, my... but, but it doesn't really. I don't really. I think it. I don't think it fits with the Weetabix flavor. Unless you're, unless you're eating some sort of flavored Weetabix, in which what case, flavor? Go ahead. I'm not, not going to stop. Oh no, the, the Weetabix flavor. There's no flavor. The cardboard uh, taste. If you have, if you have plain Weetabix, then you are a monster. I yeah. Also, I'm, I'm not. I'm not listening to anything Banner says because this is a man who eats uh, gravy on pasta and biscuit porridge. <laughs> Yes, you have many times. It's disgusting. Uh, why don't you tell me what your Whelm of the Week is then? So my Whelm of the Week is I've been watching a lot of Olympic star- freestyle wrestling recently. Oh! And, it, and, enjoy- <laughs> and enjoying it. Yeah. So uh, have you got have you got a favourite competitor? Or do you just like... You just, oh, Burroughs. Burroughs. Yeah. You know, right. I just think you would never from? be exposed to this USA. You'd never be exposed okay. to this sport through, you know, the UK. I don't think it is a sport in the UK at, at all. But uh, I've been watching it. I also, it's also been getting me excited for the Olympics because uh, I was, I was excited to watch the Olympics last year. You know, because I'm just that kind of guy. You know, you know, don't yeah. hear that often, but uh, big. I like Olympics to watch fan. the Olympics events, <laughs> <laughs> and I was really disappointed. I missed it. But now I've started planning out all the events I'm going to watch if it is going to be on. You know, yeah, I could tell so, you the so, list, but it's it's very long. So when the Olympics come around, you're going to be you know, talking to us about all your favorite. Is it is it Greco-Roman wrestling or is it freestyle? I think I think you, I think you got both in the Olympics. You got both, but which but, is your, which I can't is your say, I can't say I, know, I can't say I know the difference between the two rules, the, okay. the rule sets. Well, I can't wait for the Olympics for you to be educating us on what, um, what the wrestling's all about. Ah, mm. that was a, that was a good, a good whelm, James. My whelm of the week um, is that I've been so ever since ever since uh, the lockdown started, the the third lockdown, I think, in November, I have been growing my hair out. Obviously, I don't, I can't go to a hairdresser. I wouldn't let my mum cut my hair or myself cut my hair for that matter. So I've been growing my hair out, and I've been whelmed at how my hair has reacted to the whole experience. It's been a a bit of a revelation, if I may say so. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Probably gonna, yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to keep growing my hair out for a while. Um, at least until I get sick of it, in which case I'll probably cut it. But yeah, never had long hair before. Thought I might try it out, and it's gone, a, it's gone whelmingly. Really? So... Nice. <laughs> Just interested by the the choice of of language, your hair's reacted well. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> behaving behaving uh, 
Heavy it's heavier than I thought it would. Wavy. Wavy. It 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 tends to stay out of my eyes most of the time, which is good. I don't like that. I find it very annoying. Um, so yeah, whelming. Right. Mm. I think that is just about everything. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. If you're made it all the way here, uh, you can follow us on Instagram at BBR Nation Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at BBR Nation One. Do not try and email us. And we'll see you next time. Deuce. Yes.